What's going on, America? And welcome to a uh, very important episode of the Dear America podcast. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates is going to be joining us later on in the program. Um, it's going to be a little different, and 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 this will be a little a little less energetic type uh, podcast. But there's just so much stuff that we need to talk about, and of course, we're talking about the riots that are going on. It's, it feels like everywhere, but anyway, uh, that's what we're going to do. Matt Gates is going to be joining us, and uh, we're really excited about that. He's one of the good ones up there in D.C. Um, yeah, but let's get right into it. What you're seeing now it has nothing to do with George Floyd. Not at all. Nothing. And, and, and so we are going to talk about this. And if this feels a little less upbeat than normal, it's because, you know, this is one of those times, <clears throat> this is serious. You know, the, the, this is a real big deal. This is serious stuff that's going on. And so we kind of want to, we, we kind of want to talk about things. And me and Jake were talking before we started this, and, and we're going to try to cover everything that we can. There's so much, but we're going to try. But before we start, I just want to preface with one thing. Law-abiding, gun-toting Americans, which I truly believe is the majority of America. I do not believe what you're seeing is the majority of America. I do not believe that America is full of this much racial divide. I, I don't. I don't believe it. I, I, I refuse to believe that. I just do. I refuse to believe it. Um, however, I will say that the, the lack of leadership that we're seeing across the board, honestly, across the board, and, and we'll talk about President Trump in a minute. I think President Trump needs to address the nation. I do. I'm on that train. I believe it is his obligation as a leader. You've got 30 states uh, with 30 cities in each one city in each state that's on fire mm -hmm. right now. You've got to say something. I mean, you just do. Even if it's just to reassure America that this is not the majority, that this is, you know, that, that we are united. Even if that's it, even if that's all you say, you have to say something. And we're filming this at 930. So they're. Yeah, um, he very well may come on well. today. I think he's going to say something today. Yeah. Um, and so if you listen to this after he's spoken, uh, this is early in the morning when we film this. Um, anyway, back to my to, to my. Uh, a precursor almost to today's conversation. If, if Americans realize real Americans, as I call them all the time, we're watching this right now and everybody's kind of biding their time a little bit waiting for the leadership to take over. If real Americans realize that leadership is not going to handle it, they will handle it. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're going to see things that you don't want to see. And, you know, these Antifa terrorists know not what they ask. That's right. They don't. They know not what they ask. They are not the majority of this country. In fact, they're a minuscule, piddly little piss ant mm -hmm. of the people in this country. <laughs> and, you know, we, we don't go looking for violence. But if you want war, you'll get it. I mean, that's kind of the American mindset. Yeah. And We're not just going to let you take over the country. Yeah, if you, yes. And, and so wh where all this is happening right now is you see all these riots. These are not protests, okay? For everybody that's listening, like, ooh, well, you had a problem with Kaepernick's peaceful protest, so now we've got no choice but to be violent protest. That's not a protest, you morons. Yeah. That, by very definition, is not a protest. That is violence. That is a riot. And those are illegal. And it overshadows all the peaceful protests. People doing good things, all standing together. I, no, nobody knows because of all these rioters and looters ruining it yeah, all. Yeah, I talked about this uh, Saturday. You were at the beach enjoying your vacation. When Jake Stone goes on vacation, the entire world burns down while he's gone. So you can all blame Jake on the on on this the, isn't funny. On, the, on why America is in flames. <laughs> it is Jake Stone's fault because he was having a time of his life the past couple of days. Getting burned. Uh, anyway, I got a little burned over the weekend too, a little bit. Um, anyway, back to the point. Crap, what was my point? Uh, we what were, were you saying? We were talking about Antifa, talking about the peaceful protests being overshadowed oh, by yes. the violent Yes, ones. I said this on Saturday. I said any opportunity that we had 
to everyone's in agreement. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't met anyone. Nobody. Or had a conversation with anyone that was like, you know that George Floyd got what was coming to him. I've, pff, Where I are all those racists? Yeah, I haven't heard that. No one is it, No one is arguing no one. this. And any leader on a police standpoint is arguing the same thing. They're yep. saying... That is not how we train our guys. That guy was obviously horrifically trained. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's no excuse for what we saw and what happened. None. Zero. Not a zip. Nothing. Isn't that a good sign? That, that's a great sign. So any opportunity that you had, that we all had, to truly affect a culture-shifting change for the better, mm-hmm. we have lost it in a matter of Four days. Four days is all it took for a potentially, I mean, it was tragic, a horrifically tragic event to potentially change America and steer America toward a better direction. In four days, we completely wasted it and we went way to the left. Yeah. And now we've got anarchy in the streets. Um, and I want to talk about the negative effect of the anarchy first, and then we'll get into how this stuff really happened and, and the conspiracies behind everything yeah. and uh, everything like that. But, but, uh, we, I want to talk about the negative effect of the anarchy, uh, after, after our first sponsor. All right, let's be honest. We all have things that we business, we handle, uh, life insurance, bank accounts online that we don't want others seeing. We don't want people finding out about. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. What, are you serious, Clark? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, that's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon or Comcast. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Graham, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Graham expressvpn.com slash Graham to learn more. All right. So negative aspects to the riots. Okay. Let's talk about this and let's talk about the long ranging negative effects of riots. Okay. Are there racist people in America? Sure. Sure. There are. There's racist people everywhere. There's racist countries. America is not one of them. America is not a racist country. Are there racist people in America? Yes, but that works on all races, mind you. It's not just white people that are racist. There's black people that are there. There are racist people everywhere. Is the vast majority of America racist? No, I believe 99.99% of America. All we want is for people to be happy and leave us the crap alone. That's it. Let us mind our own freaking business. You do you. We'll do us. Everybody lives together in harmony. We don't necessarily have to like each other. But so on and so on. Here's the negative effect of these riots. Uh, on the, take away the obvious that you are destroying people's livelihoods. You are hurting people. People are getting brutally beaten in the streets. Okay? Women, too. Women, children are getting maced because you brought your kid to a riot. Yeah. You know, which, by the way, and then blames uh, the cop. Child yeah. Protective Services. Hello. Where are you? Who brings their kid to a riot? Who does that? A comrade. A comrade does that. Um, let's see. Oh, you're beating people in the streets, and it's not just white people. You're pulling black people out of cars and beating the crap out of them, man. I love how. Um, CNN and other major news outlets took how many people have seen the uh, the 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 rednecks 
that were guarding their stores with AR-15s and stuff that they that they said group of armed rednecks stand in front of stores. Uh-huh. But they cut the photo to only show the two white guys. When the real photo got shown, there were three black dudes standing right next to them, yeah. armed, guarding guarding the businesses. There's the photo of the cop that got separated from his squad and he was getting surrounded and then a group of black guys stood in front of him. And wouldn't let people get to him. Right. Um, the first person to die in these riots was a black cop from... Well, the, the first person West. to die was a looter that tried to break into a store, and the store owner shot him. That was the first, that, okay. that was the first person to die. <laughs> it was a black guy, mm-hmm. but it is without question, and it's been proven true, that he was trying to burglarize and loot... The store and the store owner was in there and he shot the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, and I said this Saturday. So is that person's life less valuable than George Floyd? See what I'm saying? How are you honoring George Floyd when you're committing acts where people are dying? Right. Or people defending their store and get mobbed for it. But that's what I'm saying. Was was that a necessary thing to happen? No. The, 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 the looting and the rioting never should have took place in the first place. Right. Okay? You want to peacefully protest. I will stand with you. I said this. I'll go. Because I do. I believe what happened to George Floyd was horrible. No matter what his past was. No yep. matter what it was. The crime. Anything. It doesn't matter. What mm-hmm. happened to him was wrong. And I will say, I don't like the, the the reports that are coming out now after the corner. It's like it was not asphyxiation. It was a combination mm-hmm. of <clears throat> things in his system, pre-existing, pre-existing health conditions that he died. Irrelevant, right? Really. I don't like that. I, and, yeah. and, and I'm honest with people about that. I don't like that. No. Okay, so, so it was all these things that led in conjunction mm-hmm. with holding him down where he couldn't breathe and your neck on it or your knee on his neck that led to him dying. None of that matters. It still never should have happened. Right. He would not be dead if you had done what you were supposed to do. See, I'm on board with people here. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. And so was the president. So was the, the president. The quote unquote racist president agrees with these silent protests. That, that, that again is where I'm or peaceful. Uh, it's, it's where I'm concerned or, or I'm confused. You want to be heard. The, the most powerful man in the world heard you yeah. in a matter of 48 hours. The most powerful man in the world heard you dudes charged. With he has spoken murder. to George Floyd's family before Joe Biden. Everybody was talking about Joe Biden just called George Floyd's family. Where's the president? Why the president had done it way before Joe Biden did. Anyway, back to the point, how you go from that to justifying. And here's the problem I have. I've got white friends justifying the destruction and the physical attacks on people that had nothing to do with this. Right. Nothing. These business owners that just happened to, to open up their business in downtown Atlanta or Chicago or Philly, they didn't have anything to do with this. Right. And a lot of them aren't white. Well, the one excuse is, well, they're frustrated. I get it. I get why they're doing it. Who gives a flying crap that you're frustrated? I'm sorry. Nobody gives a crap that you're frustrated when you take it out on innocent people of your own citizens. That had nothing to do with it. Everybody's like, well, the Boston Tea Party was violent. Let me tell you something, you ignorant pieces of garbage. All right. First of all, the Boston Tea Party. Okay. Yes, that did happen. But it was colonials. Versus the British, okay? So they were not on the same side as far as citizenship goes in this regard, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? The British also was not considering the colonials, the colonials at the time to have the same basic God-given rights that British people had. They removed it from them. Right. So they were... They, a, another nation was considering the colonials not real people. Mm-hmm. They then were saying that not only are we going to tax the ever-living crap out of you, we're going to force you to only be able to unload the goods and services that we provide you, of which we tax the ever-living crap out of you. So shut up, 
guys. It's not even remotely the same thing. So stop acting like you are a freaking Boston Tea Partiers. Stop acting like you're some self-righteous patriots. You are, as the president said, I'm talking about the rioters and the looters here. Yeah. Not the protesters, the rioters and the looters. You are thugs, exactly as the president labeled you to be. And what what pisses me off is when people try to try to compare people that were fighting for true liberty to now. First of all, these people were fighting against other an, another nation, another country. Right. We weren't fighting our own citizens who had nothing to do with any of this stuff. But what what do you what else do you want? The guy's charged with thir- third degree murder. That doesn't mean he's guilty yet, but we have due process. The only outcome I feel like they wanted was to just shoot him in the back of the head. That's justice. Well, again, I think this is Antifa, you know. And, oh, 100%. And I've, ta- I've talked about this. I don't believe that this is are obviously a lot of black people, white people, Hispanic people, uh, Asian people doing bad things. 100%. You can't deny that. The videos are everywhere. But I believe that they're, that the majority... It's being organized. I, I believe that the majority of the protesters just want change. They just want to fix this. But as usual, it is that 5% of people... Mm-hmm. That are stoking the fire. And Jake, I know this is going to piss you off, but have you seen the video about the homeless guy that they're burning all the homeless guy stuff in mm. Austin? No. And it's a bunch of InfoWars people that are filming it and all that stuff. And, and, and it's believed that the people that actually set it on fire work or are associated with InfoWars. Mm. I'd like to see proof. I'm just, I'm just saying, well, no, why they do that. No, it can't be argued that the cameraman that's filming was an InfoWars cameraman. Yeah, uh, and, but and the fact that they started, and it so uh, you've got weird. you've got videos of white guys that are handing black guys money. Yeah. in the middle of a protest with air quotes <clears throat> riot, handing black people money and saying, "Hey, help us build this barricade." Yeah, there's picnic tables over here. Get anything you can to help us build this barricade. Does that not does that not signal red flags? To you in some way. Or how about the pallets of bricks all over the place? Yeah, there's randomly pallets of bricks everywhere in every every place that these protests are going on or these riots are happening. I'd like to see George Soros and all of his communications in the past. This isn't made up stuff, guys. This is real things. You've got videos of black Americans pointing out that that white people are sitting here spray painting spray painting stuff and setting fire to things. Yeah. And I agree with you. Yeah, it's Antifa. We have talked about Antifa for a long time now. Mm-hmm. The president just finally, God almighty, designated Antifa a terrorist organization. And the thing that's crazy to me is are we not intelligent enough as a people to realize that there is something else going on and there are other kinds of strings being pulled here? Right. Think 100%. About, think about this, guys. How did we go from justice for George Floyd? It's the same thing of flatten the curve to finding a cure. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we keep moving the goal. Somebody keeps moving the goalpost. Which, by the way, coronavirus is over. We coronavirus forgot, is over. We forgot to mention Apparently, that. burning cities down was the answer or the cure for the coronavirus is the heat. Yeah, well, they get mad at people for swimming in a pool, but you can go protest thousands of people. At the same time that, that Democratic leadership is encouraging these riots and these protests, the Supreme Court in California sided with California 5-4, I think it was. At the same time, John Roberts, ugh, what an embarrassment. Anyway, uh, the Supreme Court sides with California that churches can't gather as many people as they want to gather. Yeah. But yet, we encourage these demonstrations. It's crazy, man. I mean, think about this. Within a week, we went from, you're killing somebody's grandma, and you don't care about Americans opening mm-hmm. up your businesses to feed your family, and bring the economy back. You can't go to church and worship the, the way you want to, because your freedom to worship does not cannot interfere with somebody else's freedom to worry about not getting sick. My favorite comment back to that was some things are worth risking getting sick over. And I said, yeah, we've been trying to tell you 
reopening is worth the risk of there being a little influx because of the downfall of what will happen if we don't reopen. So you had an active shot for people that wanted to destroy the economy by not opening back up. Mm -hmm. And now that things are opening back up, you have an active assault on businesses and communities. Why? They didn't have anything to... Now, if every police precinct in major cities were targeted and fought against, as much as I'd be against it, that would still make a little bit more sense right. than what we're seeing then right target. now. Yeah, yeah. If 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 people were lining up to basically take it to these police precincts where they feel all this racial injustice is occurring, again, I do not condone violence, but at least on the outside looking in, that would make more logical sense right. than freaking grandma trying to have a business and you're bringing it down. The video of, of those black guys brutally beating a woman standing in front of her business, just trying to get them not to destroy their livelihood. Yeah. I, as people, I got white friends that I'm embarrassed of that are justifying this. You, you wait a minute. You're justifying the beating of a woman for what? Yeah. How is that? How is that? Change? How is that ever? Appropriate, no matter how horrible that woman may be. How is it ever appropriate for men, not one man, not one man, men, brutally manhandling and beating her with a a two by four? Yeah. If if you look at all the videos that George Floyd made uh in the in the past couple years, he actually speaks out against all this kind of stuff. He says the kids these days, you know, they're getting into guns, blah, blah, blah. He he was a force of change yeah he, he and he wasn't a, perfect a lot of people are trying to point out that he wasn't perfect just shame nobody on you is. nobody is <laughs> but he would be ashamed so they got oh he yes yes he would he would be ashamed all right okay let's move into let's move into the the series of events leading up to this stuff i mean we just talked about the negative aspects of the riots that that eventually People, if they feel the leadership is not going to be there, they're going to take it into their own hands. Mm -hmm. And if this moves into rural America, it is not going to go the same way it's going in Democratic gun-free zone cities. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, and that's just the truth. That is not a threat. That is not me, you know, pushing violence. In fact, it's the exact opposite. I'm saying we have got to get this under control very quickly, because when you when you start threatening where people live and where their family are, even inadvertently, mm -hmm. you're asking for a situation that I don't think you're prepared to deal when with. When you set fires outside of the White House and try and get close to the president, yes, uh, reser, uh, what is it? The reser, uh, you're going to see thousands of people dead on the front lawn of the White House. Is it the 82nd Airborne? That's going to come in and... I have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> but but that's what I'm trying to say, guys. If this gets to a point where people... Can you imagine what would happen if people actually tried to storm the White House? You're going to have... That's a lot of dead people. Thousands of dead people on the front lawn of the White House. You're not going to even get up And it's door. going to be completely justifiable actions. No matter what the cause is, you cannot storm the White House. Right. They he, will kill you. He agrees with you. Yes, he agrees with Why you. Why are you storming his the house? The reason that the guy has already been taken into custody is because of the president. Yeah, it doesn't make we any We got to get into man. another sponsor. But again, ladies and gentlemen, look, listen to me. You cannot do that. You cannot storm the White House. You, you just can't. You, you cannot do that. Period. Yeah. Let's get into a sponsor. Speaking of the crazy times that we find ourselves in, record numbers of people are buying guns and ammunition for the first time. If you are one of them, please, please be safe. And please holster that new handgun in a We the People holster. Starting at just $39, We the People holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly and made right here in the USA. They have thousands of options to choose from, plus an amazing selection of printed holsters. Uh, they've got the Constitution, then Blue Line, etc., etc. 
Now is the time to support American companies and American businesses since we're apparently burning them to the ground. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash gram to get yours. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code G-R-A-H-A-M. Satisfaction is guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash gram. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash gram. Offer code gram. So I just want to say, uh, you know, I went through a little phase in high school where I was posting a whole bunch of like police brutality videos. I was like, down with the police, that kind of thing. And, you know, those are the very few incidences that get highlights. They don't show all the wonderful interactions that police have every day. Um, I do realize that there is a difference between when I get pulled over and when a black guy gets pulled over. Why? There's that difference is a whole nother discussion. You know, Candace Owens and people like that will say they're raised to fear the police. Uh, the other element is police being untrained going into these areas. It's just a bad combination. There needs to be some type of reform, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, um, you have to remember that even police like that sheriff in Michigan, he, he took off his helmet and said, let's march. Like, there is change happening. Are there bad apples? Of course. I've had instances where cops were, you know, a-holes to me for no reason because they thought I was drunk and I was actually sober. Um, and they had me, like, take a cup out of my back seat that was empty. So I get it. And I think this is a good shift for cops, whether you're a good cop, bad cop, to realize you protect and serve. You're not this untouchable, you know, tough guy whether or not you were you know had bad high school experience now you're taking it out that's not that's not allowed you cannot do that um and i think more cops need to stand up against these bad apples and start cleaning up some of these you know departments because that's the change i agree completely you know cops need to and i saw david harris made a video kind of similar to this you know i challenge you know that there is a code Right. And the military, I'm not a police officer, so I don't know specifically, but I would imagine it's very similar to the military code internally where, you know, you kind of, you do, you kind of cover for your own a little bit. You know, we got buddies, got drunk, go out and fights, cause problems, all this stuff. And, you know, we kind of cover for that. But in, in this society and time, Chris Rock said it best in a comedy bit he did a little while ago where mm-hmm. he was talking about, you know, there's just some jobs that cannot have bad apples. Right. Like pilots. Yeah. You know, oh, well, most of our pilots are pretty good, yeah. but we got a couple bad apples that took the plane straight down. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you can't have that. Right. And, and it's true. The, the police force is one of those jobs. You mm-hmm. can't have bad apples. Surgeons can't have bad apples being a surgeon. And, and and so, but what I will say to flip, to flip it back, I, I do believe that it is a two way street in, in that regard. And, and I can speak to this <clears throat> police officers in major metropolitan areas and urban areas. Okay. Low income areas, a lot of gang activity, a lot of crime activity, cops, rightfully and naturally so live in a heightened sense yeah. of of security and awareness. They have families at home. They, they have families home. at home as well. And and we did the same thing when we were in Iraq. What when you were out there, man, you were on and that's all there was to it. You you had to treat everybody as fairly as possible, mm-hmm. but you had to assume that those people were were gonna try to hurt you. Right. So I will say that it kind of works both ways, and I'm not discrediting racial injustice, okay? I'm not. Am I well aware that that has happened and is happening? Of course. What I'm saying is, as Jake just said, and Candace Owens and and Brandon Tatum and David Harris, all of these people have said the black community is raised to fear the police. Look at all their comments. They're saying every time (laughs) I get pulled over, I'm in fear for my life. Right. Well, do you not think that maybe that transfers back both ways to the police officers where when they pull over an African-American in a more rundown vehicle, acting very scared, acting very jittery and fidgeting around, do you not think that maybe that even heightens even more an already heightened individual? I'm not justifying 
police brutality or 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 neglectful and horrendous use of force. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm simply saying if we want true change, then we have to look at it from both sides as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I could sit here and say the only time I've ever been in trouble with the police ever was from black police officers. Yeah. You know, I've had to get out of the car. I've had to prove I hadn't been drinking. I've had to open up the trunk of my car before. Um, and the only time that's ever happened has been with police, with black police officers. You, you well, know? I mean, look at Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray was conscious when they put him in the back of the van. And a black police officer drove that van to the precinct and he was basically dead on arrival. Well, again, okay, I, again, all I'm trying to say is that it's a two-way street for true healing between the community and the police office. Yes. Okay? It's a two-way street. Do police naturally and inherently have more of a responsibility because they're police? Yes. 100%. 100%. I am not discounting that at all. But we have to figure out the other end of it as well. And this goes back to, to, to the protest and how these riots aren't making any sense. And you equate it to Boston Tea Party, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> What's happening right now would be the equivalent in the Boston Tea Party days of the British coming, telling you to unload the tea, and we're going to tax the crap out of it. And then instead of attacking the British, you go over to somebody's bakery shop in your colony and burn it down. Yeah. That's what's happening. So, no, this is not the same thing because you are not reacting the same way. Okay? We're not. Innocent Americans have nothing to do with this. And all you're doing, this is the repercussions there again. All you're doing is taking people that are that, that, that are indifferent. And what I mean by indifferent is people that are not racist, but they're not exactly like super pro police either. Right. You know, they're true kind of middle, middle of the road people. What kind of, what kind of message are you sending to those people? Right. What kind of message are you sending to the people? Well, you know, I kind of see, I kind of see what black America is talking about there. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, I just agreed with you. And now you're burning my store down or you're mob attacking my grandmother. (laughs) Yeah. You you just beat. uh, Yes. And let's talk about her name. Well, I don't know her real name, but they called her Jennifer. I don't know if that was her real name or not. It was trending on there. There was a lady in a wheelchair at Target. They got the crap beat out of her and got a fire extinguisher blown in her face. Now, granted, she did have a knife and she was swinging it, folks. But what they didn't show was before she had the knife out, people were coming up and punching her in the back of the head, trying to rob her purse and all this other stuff. And then the knife got pulled out. Right. This is a woman in a wheelchair. A wheelchair. Okay. Surrounded by able-bodied people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if she did have a knife and even if she was waving that thing around all over the place, she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. What are you are, really threatened? Yeah. Are you really worried about, I could have 10 ladies in a wheelchair, a motorized wheelchair with knives, machetes after me. And I would just like, just like walk out of the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't understand the thought process behind all of this stuff. Right. We understand that you're mad and we are mad too. Like that's the most frustrating. But now part, people, man. now people are becoming mad on other things that have nothing to do with George Floyd. Yep. And that's where the massive issue is coming into play here. You are losing the, the, the ability to affect positive change from this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Because now you're pissing people off because you are taking it out. It is no different than an abusive dad. And what I'm getting by this is your dad has a bad day at work. His boss is a douche. And he comes home and he beats you. See what I'm saying? Makes no sense. You're you're taking it out on the wrong people, the innocent people. that have. We don't blame the kid. Well, the kid shouldn't have been white. What? Well, the kid shouldn't have been standing there. What? Are you kidding me? Well, those people shouldn't have had businesses downtown where we were, you know, setting things on fire. What? Yeah. 
I mean, do you see what we're saying? Like, like we're stuttering to find like the words to try to make sense of this stuff because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And the videos, and there are plenty of them, uh, like the, the, uh, two Antifa girls that are spray painting black lives matter. And this black woman says, what are you doing? That's not us. We're here peacefully protesting that video as, as well of, you know, there's a few other ones. That's what needs to happen. When you see these white hipster looking guys giving you money to go trash your city, that's your moment. They to are, turn your camera on and say, this white dude right here is p- trying to pay me to go trash my city when I'm more of that and exposing Antifa for being paid to incite. They want to tear the country down and they're using your anger to, to I be hope a part they have of video that. footage of who sprayed the uh, World War II Memorial. Me too. Because the World War II Memorial was vandalized, and it says on there, do black vets count? Question mark. I want to see who wrote it. I want to see if it was a black person or if, it was, or if it was a white person that spray painted the World War II Memorial. The greatest generation. The generation that ended Tyranny in the world, okay? All right, this was a world-ending threat of Adolf Hitler. The greatest generation stepped up. Most of them kids lied about their age to go fight to end tyranny. Can you imagine what would happen if Hitler would have won? Just think about that for a second. Hitler's ideal person was not black people, mm-hmm. okay? All right, it was not Jewish people. It was, it was, you're going to dishonor and disgrace the very, I, 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 I don't get it. I, I do not understand. Of all the people in this world that you should never disgrace their memory, it should be World War II vets. Yeah. Across the board. I, and that's not to discredit any other veteran of any other wartime. It's not what I'm saying. And we can go into... But like, World War II st- sets apart for a reason. Right. Okay? It sets alone for a reason. And I I, I hope to God there's footage, because I want to know who wrote that. Yeah. And I, as it stands right now, I may be wrong, and they may show it while we're filming this. I don't know. I would be willing to bet it wasn't a black person that did it. I would. I, I would not be shocked if it was a white Antifa member that defaced the World War II memorial with do black vets count? Of course they count. Of course they count. It, it, it's crazy. We're at a tipping point, man. Well, yeah. and then again, we've got these people with mega influences that are adding to it. And, you know, I want to talk about that the, the the celebrities, sports athletes, and then the lack of voices from the predominant Christian community, which is even more shocking to me. Uh, before we do that, let's get into our last sponsor. Did you know that over 40% of American families are considering homeschooling this fall? During the COVID-19 lockdown, many parents re-engaged with their children's education only to discover how far behind they were in reading, math, and science. According to the nation's report card, reading and math proficiency has declined steadily over the last 10 years. Freedom Project Academy is here to help your children get back on track with a live, interactive, online educational experience with students from across the country. From the comfort, convenience, and safety of home, children can receive an accredited classical online education built on Judeo-Christian values for students K-12. through Here, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com and request your free information packet. Open enrollment ends soon, so please reserve your place today. This is a great opportunity to enhance your child's education and keep them safe at the same time. Again, that's freedomforschool.com, freedomforschool.com. Okay, and uh, finally, without further ado, before we get into this silence that we aren't hearing from the, the, influ- the influential leaders mm-hmm. that I think that we need to hear, um, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Congressman Matt Gates. And now we have joining us Congressman Matt Gates, host of the brand new 
Hot Takes with Matt Gates available on Apple Podcasts. This is a great podcast. You guys need to go listen to it right now. Congressman, how are you? Uh, it's great to be on with you, Graham. And I, I have to say, as exciting it is, is it is to launch a podcast and to be on with you. I am devastated at these images we're seeing around the country with these riots and lawlessness. And uh, I'm certainly hopeful we're able to restore order in our great country. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. It's been a it's been a more somber episode than we normally do here on the show, and so I really want to jump right into it with you, Congressman. I I was talking about this earlier. I can't help but notice that a large amount, if not all, I got to fact check myself of these riots because that's what they are. These aren't protests; these are riots. Yeah. Seem to be happening in metropolitan. Uh, gun-free, Democratic-led cities. Is that what you guys are seeing? We are seeing urban centers attract a lot of the attention and circumstances. And frankly, it, it is disappointing to see that at the local level and at the state level in some places, there is an acceptance. There is a willingness to allow people to destroy, to loot, to rob, to steal, and it is just not the behavior of a great nation. A great nation builds things. We don't allow things to be torn down and burned down. And frankly, we need more political leaders willing to call this what it is, savagery. This right. is not political speech. It is not political speech when you go beat up a shop owner so that you can rob them and take their things. Yeah. It's not political speech when you smash a target and go and, and steal a television out of it. And, you know, I understand that people have a legitimate grievance uh, when it comes to an unjust event that they witnessed. But Graham, I mean, while certainly we wish that Mr. Floyd was with us and had not died in that encounter, we see a justice system that is that is working in terms of the arrest of this officer, right. the termination uh, of, these, uh, of the uh, bad actors in this case. And it's like, if these cops were all back like out on the beach, maybe I could understand uh, more of the animated protest, but, but that's not what we're seeing. And I just think it's important for the American people to hear clarity from our leaders that this is wrong, this is not to be celebrated, and we should not use the veneer of wokeness to justify harm to our fellow Americans. No, exactly. No, I agree, Congressman. And, and this was something that we were talking about earlier is that we actually have an opportunity. I don't believe that America is a racist country. I, I don't believe that. I, I would I would say 99.99% of Americans want equality. We want Americans to live the lives that they want to live. Are there racist people in America? Yes. Unfortunately, there are. But that's everywhere. And that's across different races too, mind you. It's not just sure. white people that are racist against black people. What upsets me the most is I didn't hear a single person influential in any way, shape, form, or fashion that said, well, you know, George Floyd got what was coming to him. You know, right. no, nobody said that. Everybody was very much on board. Even this the was, president. Yes, even the president, our great president. Uh, and, and the thing that bothers me is you hear Black America say that they're tired of not being heard. They're tired of the within within 48 hours. They had the ear of the most powerful man in the world, and he agreed with them. And it can be yeah. argued that the reason that this murderer was arrested as quickly as he was, was a direct result of the president getting involved. So to me, the thing that I don't understand, Congressman, and maybe you can help me out, is it seemed like we had a real opportunity to affect positive change in the light of this horrific tragedy. And it seems like in a matter of four days, we have just completely lost sight of what it was that they claimed they were trying to get in the first place, justice for George Floyd. Well, the people who are smashing car windows and assaulting shop owners and robbing and looting people of their possessions and defacing our nation's monuments and burning our churches, they are not in search of justice. They are in search of outrage. And right. frankly, there, if you look all throughout human history, there is always a permanent 
criminal element in society. Mm-hmm. Like there's always an element of people who want to break and harm and hurt. And no amount of wokeness, no amount of liberal virtue signaling has ever changed that. And when we have these moments of crisis, as any human civilization does, rather than coming to that call that you just so beautifully laid out to come together to solve problems, there is this permanent criminal element that wants to go and cause harm and chaos. And my frustration is that too many people in the media and in corporate America and in politics are so scared of just telling the truth that this is wrong and that we must stop it. And so they do all like, you know, I saw, you know, all these tech companies, all these digital media companies coming out and saying, oh, you know, we stand in solidarity with protests and these movements and Black Lives Matter groups. You know, I mean, and I don't understand why in why validating that division is more important than the message you just shared, which is that this is a chance for all Americans to come together and to try to actually carve some solutions out of crisis. But you don't see anybody looking for solutions. They're looking for somebody to hurt. And I think that as leaders, we need to stop them. Right. I, I agree, Congressman. And, and I know your time is limited. So so I want to get your thoughts as to we've talked about what's been happening. I want to talk about what needs to happen now moving forward. So um, it, it, it is without question that Antifa is having their hand in what's going on. Um, yep. y- you've seen videos of white Americans uh, handing money out to black Americans to help them, you know, build uh, uh, fortress or build barriers, etc. So obviously there is some things going on. You see these pallet of bricks that are appearing everywhere in these cities. Uh, the president has uh, designated Antifa as a terrorist organization. And you keep bringing up a very good point that, that, that this is what I want to get your take on. We need strong leadership during this time because my biggest fear is that, especially in these Democratic-run cities, that all of this destruction is happening. If we continue to go much longer without leadership stepping in, eventually Americans are going to take matters into their own hands, and that's when we have a really big problem at that point. So, no, you're right. Yeah, well, what do we need? That is prophetic because if our leaders don't take a stronger stand to protect our communities, the natural American instinct is to protect yourself and your family and their health and their well-being. And I have seen videos of shop owners, you know, having to come out and you know, fire a warning shot into the air. We don't want it. We don't want it to come to that. We never want to see uh, people in elevating levels of danger. And so you're right. What needs to happen? is that we need to go after the leadership of these organizing entities putting on these protests. This is not organic. These aren't just people coming out. There are organizing groups funded by the radical left that are trying to make the president look bad. And frankly, they're trying to make our country look bad by, by these images of burnings. And like you say, giving out bricks and money. And so I believe that we've got to freeze the finances. And here's another thing. The digital media platforms like Twitter yeah. that allow yeah. these groups to post, hey, gather here, come here for your supplies, you know, and, and when they're not peaceful protests, but when it's rioting and looting, you know, would we allow Twitter to give access to their platform to Al-Qaeda to tell people where they can gather and attack American businesses? Of course we wouldn't. And I think that we need better corporate citizenship uh, from our digital platforms so that the type of violent and destructive organizing doesn't occur and the president's action to designate antifa a terrorist organization actually opens the door for us to do just that no i I agree and 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 last topic congressman really quick like i said we appreciate your your time we know it's limited um a lot of people have been trying to as you said uh put shame on this president and a lot of people are saying that president trump has been silent and he's been gone and hasn't spoken which is not true he uh directed the fbi and the department of justice into the george floyd case he was just at the spacex space launch where he addressed america there it's not like he designated antifa as a terrorist organization it's not like he's been gone and disappeared but there are a lot of people who are growing wanting the president to address the nation. Do you think that we're there? Do do you think that the president will be doing that? Do you think the president wants to do that? Just what are your, what are your thoughts there? 
I believe that President Trump is at his best when he's his own communications director and spokesperson and advocate. Uh, I was proud of many of the statements he made uh, against the rioting and the looting in Florida for the SpaceX launch. Mm -hmm. And I think that the president can do even more to restore justice and order. I would like to see the president tell every governor and every mayor in America that if they are having a challenge enforcing a curfew or a, a, uh, a mandate to try to restore order, that our country will have their back. Our country will have the backs of the communities that want to protect law-abiding people. I think the president can do more in that regard. I encourage him to do so. And I think he's just got a unique voice and a unique moral clarity that he can bring to this discussion to be very helpful. And at the same time, you're right, getting justice for Mr. Floyd and having the Justice Department treat this with the seriousness that it deserves is a very important component of that discussion. Uh, I agree 100%. completely. Congressman, you are one of our favorites up there in D.C. We oh, yeah. love everything. Uh, your hair is majestic, by the way. I feel <laughs> like I have to tell you that. Uh, you know, you could get yeah, a... Yeah, I mean, like we've had, you know, I mean, you know, uh, that's what people say. I'm a, I'm a lot like <laughs> President Trump. You know, he's got good hair. I've got good, good hair. He speaks his mind. I speak my mind. There you he's go. married to a gorgeous supermodel, and I've got great hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, hey, hey, well, we love you to death. Uh, hopefully, some Sometime soon, we'll be in the same place at the same time. We'd love to say hi to you. Your new podcast, Hot Takes, uh, when do new episodes post on that? Uh, I post an episode every day, every weekday. Oh, wow. Uh, hot Takes with Matt Gates, and uh, it's, not, uh, it's usually about 20 minutes long, so it's a quick take as well. Give folks a little glimpse of the news of the day and my perspective on it, and we hope folks subscribe. But thanks for being a, a great voice for our movement, Graham, and, and really for inspiring a lot of young people. I mean, we haven't talked about it on this pod, but... You have a unique way to get the next generation of great leaders in our country engaged. And as a young guy myself, I'm, I'm, I'm uniquely grateful for that. Well, we appreciate those kind words. And, uh, you know, we appreciate the fight that you guys are bringing to, uh, to, to the swamp right now. We appreciate it. We love seeing you own the liberal media. Yes. Uh, and we look forward to it every day. Congressman, God bless you, sir. And we appreciate your time. All right, take care, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, so last but not least, I want to talk about celebrities. <clears throat> uh, Colin Kaepernick and all these, uh, Chrissy Teigen, uh, Justin Timberlake, for God's sakes. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, freaking Michael Scott, man, Steve Carell is one of them too and i man that one hurts because i love steve carell as far as an actor goes. i'm not even going to push the god now i know and, and and so basically what they're doing is they're paying the legal fees for these protesters as they call them but what they're really doing is they're paying the legal fees for thug rioters and antifa members to be able to do what they're doing and then get the legal representation to get out of jail for it it's How correct. stupid do you got to be? It, Is that the world? You're not going to be much an actor money, in that how world. How much money did they give you to post that? How much money did you get paid? How much pressure did you get from your network or your record label or your talent agency to do that? Colin Kaepernick's loving this, guys. Oh, yeah. He's making so much money right now. If you don't... Mm. Finally in the news again. Colin Kaepernick's finally relevant again. He's going to get millions of dollars in more sponsorships because of this. Which kind of kneeling do you prefer? Colin Kaepernick's <laughs> loving every bit of this, guys. He, he is. Michael Jordan came out. Michael Jordan's uh, words were actually pretty reasonable. I like that. Michael Jordan came out and said, enough is enough. You know, we, we need to, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. I don't have it right in front of me. But we need to come together and we need to have our voices heard with our vote. Et cetera, et cetera. Nothing call to violence, nothing this, nothing that. Um, and I just think it's sad that you've got these mega stars that have true influence that could positively. Uh, Lil Wayne comes out and says, Stop blaming all cops. Stop saying all cops are bad. That's stupid. What the crap's wrong with you? So it's not everybody. Some, some imbecile. That is still on my Facebook said, yeah, he only said that because a cop saved his life when he was younger. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know. Uh, yeah. 
That would probably make me think pretty highly of the police too. Um. Anyway, but 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 the thing, and I'm sorry to end this kind of like on a on a on a more somber note, but but I also want to talk about the lack of voice from the Christian community. And what I mean by that is every single pastor in the world talked about George Floyd because we all agreed it was horrible. And it's, to be completely honest, it was easy to talk about the injustice of George Floyd. That was easy because 99% of America agreed. Yeah. You see it right there. There's nothing you can argue about that what was, happened. That was easy to talk about because you knew that you weren't going to get any any backlash about it. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem I have with a lot of Christian leaders, and I'm talking about Stephen Furtick. As of right now, or as of this morning, I looked. I didn't see anything about the riots. This is about Joel Osteen. This is about all these mega pastors with huge influence. Mm-hmm. Why are you not talking about the riots that are going on right now? Right now, we need Christian leadership to step in and talk about what the Bible says about stuff like this. What would Jesus do? Pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be burning down churches. Pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be beating up old women, protecting their businesses. I'm pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be pulling black and white people out of their vehicles and beating the crap out of them. Pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be bringing their children or his children to riots to get maced and then try to blame it on the cops like it's the cops' fault that you brought your child to a riot. I'm pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be trying to uh, pay black Americans to contribute to violence. Pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be putting pallets of rocks And bricks everywhere for people to throw and hurt people. Pretty sure Jesus wouldn't be paying the legal fees for Antifa terrorists to do whatever they want and get out of jail for free. Mm -hmm. Why is it that Christian leaders, man, they're so quick to talk about the things that they're not going to get any backlash over. But when it comes to truly standing firm in what we know is right, Oftentimes, when we have to stand up for what we know is right, more times than not, there's going to be a lot of people that have a lot of problems with it. Yep. Because what people are actually looking for in today's society is to be able to do what they want without consequence. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing that I'm seeing is there's not enough people saying that both things can be wrong. We can sit here as Americans and say, what happened to George Floyd was wrong. There should be justice and we need to implement change and fix it. But then four days later, burning down freaking cities and assaulting and attacking people is also wrong. I would argue just as because people have already died. Where are you? What are you doing? Where is your voice? Where, where are the people with freaking spines to talk about this stuff? Yeah. Where, where are you? seems like money and power. They'd rather have their position, the money they're making, the powerful position they're in, than to just claim what is wrong is wrong and risk losing followers, risk losing your position as the head pastor, whatever. All I'm going to, all I'm going to say is we're going to end it on this again, ladies and gentlemen, I do not believe that America is racist. I don't, I believe that 99.99% of Americans love each other, love this country. We may not agree with much of anything with each other, but at the end of the day, we're Americans and that's all that matters. We are allowing the media. We are allowing bought and paid for Hollywood elitists and athletes and musicians to manipulate us. We're allowing a massively small minority of Antifa to divide us even further. We have to remember who we really are as Americans and we have to do better than what we're seeing right now. My hope is uh, Wednesday we'll have Dear America Live 
My hope is by Wednesday, uh, we will, something will have happened for a positive side of this thing. I I, I do. I've said it before. I think the president's going to speak very soon. I think that, I think that the military is fixing to get legit involved to stop this stuff. And trust me, you don't want that. Why wouldn't they? Um, And uh, I think that this is very easily able to get passed. I do. If we do something about it now. Um, and we can have true justice for George Floyd and we can affect true change in a positive direction, but we have to stop this negative direction right now, right now. We have to stop it. Um, that's all we have for this episode of dear America. God bless you guys. We hope that you stay safe wherever you are. Um, yeah, I apologize for the more somber tone of this episode, but this was an important one, and we felt like we needed to talk about every aspect that we could, that we could fit into this time frame. So that's yeah. it. That's the episode, guys. Jake, where can they find you? Instagram at producer underscore Jake. And, of course, we have Dear America Live coming um, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a big episode. Um, Going to be a lot to talk about. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Dear America Podcast, and we'll see you all again next time. See you.